This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings Fantasy Executive Michael Fabiano. Week 12 has finally come to an end, and now it's time, Mike, for the all-important Week 13. And Week 13 might last until next week this time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like all discombobulated because like we had a game yesterday, but it's Thursday now and then there's no game on Thursday. It's just it, because we're like creatures of habit and I, I can only imagine what it's like for the players too to you know play on a on a Wednesday, which is which is very strange. Yeah, no, that Wednesday uh, kickoff in the afternoon, and nonetheless, was also very strange, like playoff baseball games, you know what I'm saying? So... They got out there and they got it done. You had a game where um, you possibly could have had a situation where Robert Griffin III threw a pass to Des Bryant, but that's what 2020 is. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know what's crazy? It took Trace McSorley for Marquise <sighs> Brown to wake yeah. up. And did you know McSorley on that one pass scored more fantasy points than Kyler Murray and Cam Newton and Derek Carr? And a whole bunch of other dudes we started this week. So just uh, crazy, crazy, crazy outcome. So there we go. Now we're on to week 13. This is the final week of the fantasy football regular season. Rosters should be in place about now. Hopefully, if you're continuing on to the tournament, you're getting yourself together and prepared. If you are not and you need this week to win, hopefully me and Mike can help you get that done right now. And let's start off in New York, right down the street from where I am. The Jets and the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders make the trip to the East Coast. They are eight-point favorite via the DraftKings Sportsbook. And is this the game that the Jets win? And what do you think about the Raiders' fantasy <laughs> aspects? I, boy, after last week, I don't know, man. I mean, that was – how do you score six-tenths of a point against Atlanta's defense, Derek Carr? I mean, Crazy. that was brutal. Crazy. I mean, Derek Carr is what he is. Like, he's, he's a guy that when the matchup's right, 
you might be able to trust him, but you might not. And we learned that last week. He's a two QB option. I'd still play. Now, Josh Jacobs missed practice on Wednesday. I'm not sure what the status uh, is going to be moving forward. But if he goes, he's obviously a must start. If he's out, Devontae Booker becomes a really good play. Uh, I'm still starting Nelson Aguilar, although he's a little bit banged up. So just keep tabs on his status as a flex starter. I mean, Darren Waller is an obvious start uh, to to most of us out there. And the Jets, (laughs) I could play Frank Gore as a flex this week. I mean, how about that? 3% touch share last week. And like, I get it. He's 106 years old, but hell, he's getting that many touches against the Raiders. I mean, Eno Smith just had a big game against them. So I'm not saying he's guaranteed to put up good numbers, but Frank Gore is a flex starter. Based on volume plus matchup, I mean, you could probably do worse. I do like Jamison Crowder this week. I'll tell you why. The Raiders are really bad against slot receivers. And, you know, Crowder's had a few bad weeks in a row. I kind of think it's time. And we know Sam Donald likes to throw to the slot. So I think you can probably flex Crowder this week. Rashad Perriman's had some pretty good games recently. I I, I think he's probably also in that uh, wide receiver three mix. So I got a flex question right off the top, right? Mm-hmm. So, I have a team. For the most part, this team is going to be going to the playoffs. I got a twenty-six point lead on the uh the, on the person that's behind me in points. Mm-hmm. Qualified for the last spot would have qualified higher if Austin Eckler would have been playing this season. But you know what? Yeah, we figured out a way to put it together. I'm starting to worry a little bit about the team's quarterback. Mike is Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and our guy Frankie is thinking that Kyler Murray and Cam Newton are going to be uh, not dependable in weeks 14, 15, and 16. Mm-hmm. But I have to play either Hunter Renfro, mm-hmm. Frank Gore, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. or possibly one Eric Ebron mm-hmm. as a flex because Will Fuller, the year he decides oh, to stay healthy, I know. I know. he burns us at the end. Yeah. I'd probably play Gore. Really? I'm thinking he's going to get 15, 18 touches in this game. Okay. I, that, that's where I'd go. Renfro, you know, he, he that's the first game last week that he had that was actually productive in a while. Yeah. And, I mean, I get Ebron, and, and the matchup's not bad. Boy, Ebron got targeted a bunch, but he kind of, he kind of like, uh, went back to Detroit Ebron with a bunch of drops. He did have some of those. Probably go Gore. I just... I tend to go with the running back where I know the volume is going to be there. And they have no one else in that backfield. And Adam Gase freaking loves Gore. It's between Ebron and Gore for me, but I'd probably side with Gore in this case. Interesting. Uh, good stuff right there. Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins. Dolphins a big favorite in this one, Mike. What do you think about it? Well, first off, please let Ryan Fitzpatrick start. Please. Yes, I mean, he has to be. Please. I hope so, too. Devontae Park. I need that. Yeah, me too. And But Brian Flores is, is suggesting he won't give out the starter until, like, right before the game, which kind of stinks. At least it's an early game, so you don't have to worry about having to wait and maybe getting burned. So, if, if Fitzpatrick plays, Parker's a must start. I don't know who the Dolphins running back is going to be. Whoever it is, if it's Savan Ahmed... Maybe Miles Gaskin will come back. I'm not sure. But flex starter, certainly. Uh, DeAndre Washington is now banged up, apparently. So, And they don't like Matt Breida. So if it's Ahmed or it's Gaskin, they're both in play. Otherwise, you're rolling the dice. Uh, Gesicki is back in the mix only if Fitzpatrick plays. Now, on the Cincinnati side of things, 
there's not one dude I could start with any kind of confidence. Uh, Tyler Boyd is probably the most startable Bengal right now. I know T. Higgins had a better game last week, but you know, he had that late fourth quarter touchdown, uh, you know, kind of in garbage time. So I don't know that I would lean on that. I, not just even Geo. Geo's been bad the last three games, man. I don't know if he's not 100%. The Dolphins' defense is good. Game script could be going against Geo. Don't love Geo. I do love the Dolphins' defense and Jason Sanders as well. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. That that Dolphins defense looks like a strong play this week. They're a strong unit, period, and they get a up, you know, they get a a a team at home that cannot hang in with them. Um, the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. So it's just I, this is probably one of the most chalky ones, but it was funny. I was talking to my brother-in-law yesterday, and I was like, "LBJ got a contract extension." He said they gave Odell a contract extension. I said, "No, no, 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 no." LBJ. But what do you think about this Browns-Titans matchup? This is a good AFC game. Yeah, it is. I think the Titans are going to boat race them, to be honest with you. I don't think I, the Browns I would are that agree. good. I don't think the Browns are that good. I mean, they've beaten a lot of crap teams. So The so NFC East. Right, exactly. Yes, all crap teams. So here's where I'm at. I don't play Baker in traditional. Ryan Tannehill is a virtual must-start. I mean, unless you have an elite player. He's got a great matchup. Cleveland's defense is terrible on the road. Terrible. Look at the numbers, all right? And... Also, keep this in mind. Denzel Ward's not likely to play. Greedy Williams is hurt. Ronnie Harris is also hurt. A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are going to eat. And they're both going to have big games. Uh, Derrick Henry, obvious must start. Uh, at tight end, Johnny Smith popped up on the injury report. But if he plays, I know he sucked last week. But, I mean, the Browns are terrible against tight ends. So, maybe a back-end starter. For Cleveland, you're playing... The chalk dudes. I mean, you're playing Chubb. You're playing Kareem Hunt. He's more of a running back to flex. You can probably start Jarvis as a flex. And Austin Hooper's probably a low-end tight end one. I do uh, like Tennessee's defense in this one here, too. Because when Baker Mayfield gets pressured, Baker Mayfield gets rattled. And Baker Mayfield yeah. turns the ball over. So I think the Titans' defense is also in play this week. No, I think the Titans' defense has a good chance to score a touchdown this week. Or something I was looking at on the prop bet boards. So I think the Tennessee Titans' defense is an interesting option for that. Jacksonville Jaguars, Minnesota Vikings. You know what it is with this game, too, Mike. As we get deeper and deeper, these line decisions are week to week. It seems like they get a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but, and you know what? I like Kirk Cousins this week. Now, is there a possibility, and we talked about it last week, where like the Vikings are just whipping a team? with Dalvin Cook and Kirk doesn't throw the ball more than 20 times. I mean, it's possible, but he, he threw the ball over 40 times last week. Jacksonville's defense is all messed up. They're all hurt. Uh, home quarterbacks have averaged 26 plus points against this defense. So cousins is in play. Obviously keep tabs on Dalvin Cook's status. And if you have him, make sure you pick up Alexander Madison. Adam Thielen will be back. He's a must start. Justin Jefferson's back. He's a very good start. Kyle Rudolph is probably a back-end tight end one. For Jacksonville, outside of James Robinson, I mean, you can probably play Mike Glennon in a two-QB league. He wasn't terrible last week, and Minnesota's defense is not good. But the wide receiver position is where I I don't know yet. Is DJ Chark going to be back? If he is, he's a good play. Is is DJ Chark out? If he's out, Keelan Cole could be a sleeper. LaVisca Chanel could be a sleeper. Colin Johnson could end up being a sleeper again, right? So... Colin Johnson's an interesting name. Yeah, I mean, so it depends on the status of not only Chark, but Chris Connolly. So if these guys are out again, you could find a sleeper in that trio I just mentioned. All right, so 
Here's an interesting one. The Saints and the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. You know the, the Saints are only a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game? Atlanta's been playing better, but that seems seems like a sucker bet to me, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, it 100%. Like it, watch you to take yep. the Saints. Because they're giving you the two-and-a-half. Yep. So they're saying they're giving you the field goal. So it's like Atlanta, I think Atlanta's a live dog. Yeah. I, it's, it, and in order I, for them to do when that. I, when I see a line like that, I, I get a little spooked, honestly. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Frankie, Frankie, our guy, Frankie Fatstacks, is better is better equipped to, 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 to break that down. No but doubt. what I will say is, though, um, if, if, if Atlanta is a live dog in this one, it's going to have to be, would you think it's going to be through the air or on the ground? It can't be on the ground. The Saints are brutal. Like, th- their defense is brutally tough against running backs. I mean, if Gurley's back this week, don't care. Not playing him. The Saints are giving up the second fewest Ooh. points. They've given up five touchdowns to backs all season long. Do not want. Uh, and, and Gurley was back at practice earlier this week. So, the, the plays here. Calvin Ridley's an obvious play. I, I think Hayden Hurst is a low tight end one. I don't know what Julio's status is. He's back to a limited practice. But, God, you never know with him. Never he's know. active, I mean, I guess you play him and you cross your fingers, right? Matt Ryan has burned me too many times for me to trust him outside I can't, the QB. I can't. can't do it. Taysom Hill, a couple of weeks ago, gave you over 24 against Atlanta, so he's kind of a low-end QB1. You've got to play Camara, but geez Louise, I'll give you, let me give you a scenario here, okay? And, and if I gave this scenario to you like three or four weeks ago, it would have been insane. But it is within the realm of possibility for a fantasy team out there, or many fantasy teams out there, to have drafted Camara in the first round, and then ended up maybe getting Austin Eckler in the second round. Uh, there are leagues where he got dropped because there's no IR. That same team could have also grabbed James Robinson late or off the wire. That same team could have also potentially landed Justin Jefferson late or off the waiver wire. If Alvin Kamara is on that roster, is he the one that sits? If you start uh, two running backs and a flex? That's crazy. Did even think today that, that you could even but think about doing that? At I this would point. start Robinson, Eckler, and Jefferson over Camaro this week. All of them, like it, it's it's insane to think that. But in two games, he's done nothing with Taysom Hill. And the thing that stinks is that the points are out there. Latavius Murray went bananas last week, but it wasn't Camaro. I do wonder if maybe Sean Payton's resting him a little bit because he's a little bit banged up with the foot. And they were going to kill Denver anyways with the quarterback situation being what it was and possibly they rested him. I, I mean, most people, you know, 9.5 times out of 10, you're starting Camaro regardless. But his value has got me a little bit concerned with, with Taysom Hill under center. And Taysom Hill's like the goal line back too now. So every time they get inside that, you know, that, that five-yard line, Taysom Hill's got a good shot at taking it to the house and leaving Alvin Kamara with nothing. So – you're playing Michael Thomas. He had his only good game against Atlanta, but I, no guarantees. And then other than that, there's no Saints on playing outside of maybe their defense. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's going to be an interesting fantasy contest, um, you know, as far as, you know, for week 13, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of teams deciding if they make the playoffs or not could come down to one of the members of that game. Indianapolis Colts and Houston Texans. And, you know, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson that that, that – um, that 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 season has been sucks, tough, especially man. with that. Yeah, exactly. You know all the stuff that goes on in Houston. Hopefully, they can start to figure that thing out, and we can see him in some meaningful playoff games for years to come. But uh, then the Fuller thing, man, it really blew minds, and I think it could actually hurt Watson. Yeah, it could. I think it will. 
I had John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on my show last night on Sirius XM. And he, you know, he, he sort of painted a more positive picture, you know, that Watson's playing at such a high level that, uh, you know, losing Fuller isn't going to be as bad as we all kind of think. I hope he's right. He's still in my top 10 quarterbacks. But, I mean, you're going from Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Kenny Stills. And now you got Fuller in, uh, uh, Fuller out. You got Stills was cut. And you've got Kiki QT, Isaiah Coulter, and Brent. I mean, I, I'll tell you this. John really was high on Jordan Akins. So that might be a player that you consider when you need some help uh, at the tight end position possibly this week. So uh, for Houston, David Johnson could be back. Not that he was great. But he was better than Duke. No I mean, doubt. David Johnson's an RB two, RB three, you know, flex kind of play uh, this week. And you know, looking looking at the other side here, um, the Colts, the backfield is back to being maybe the three headed backfield monster, or at least two. I think Jonathan Taylor startable. The the, the matchup's very good. I think Heinz Ward, uh, Heinz Ward, uh, Naheem Hines is startable. Heinz Ward, where did I get that, Corey? Um, I, the defense. How Hans Ward eligible for the Hall of Fame this year, or that's next year? I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard his name. I think it might be. I, I think it might be next uh, next year. Okay. But, but the Texans' defense has given up 14 touchdowns, the third most points to back. So I think you can start Taylor and uh, Naheem Hines this week at wide receiver. Michael Pittman. He, he's a risk reward flex. I will tell you this: T.Y. Hilton has owned Houston in his career. Owned him. Yes. 15 plus points in three of his last four. He's had 26 plus. Five times in his career. Now I get it. You know he was catching passes from Andrew Luck, but that's a trend that you might look into uh, if you're desperate. Ty's probably on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. And at tight end, I mean, I guess you can go with Burton, but I, I don't particularly love the matchup. But I mean, Burton's given you you know double digits in what four of his last six, so he hasn't been terrible. So Jordan Wilkins was one of the most added players on ESPN leagues this week. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You know why? Because people weren't sure what Jonathan Taylor's status was, and the matchup was really good. I wouldn't. So, touch but you Jordan don't see Wilkins. nothing. Yeah, I'm about to say moving forward, it's probably Wilkins. nothing to see there. No, I don't think so. The Detroit uh, Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears, Mike NFC North. Yeah, I guess you call them rivals. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I guess you can call them rivals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this is like the total on this one is 44 and a half. You talk about this is going to be a game that nobody's going to watch. <laughs> I know, right? Even Bears fans don't want to watch this game. Um, So uh, I'll give you the lowdown here. Mitchell Trubisky is actually a really good DFS play. And if you're in a 2QB league, he's a really good play. Why? Trubisky, if he plays against the Lions every week, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, look at his numbers. He has had 19-plus fantasy points four times uh, against Detroit. Three of those games over 23. And his last four against Detroit, he's had 13 total touchdowns, averaged 26 points a game. Detroit's had... Uh, really no luck against quarterbacks. They've allowed six to score 19-plus points against them. So Trubisky's on the he's on the page this week as a viable fantasy option. Uh, Allen Robinson's obviously a strong play. David Montgomery's a really good play. I liked him last week. Had a big I like game. Montgomery a lot this like week. like him this week. I think he's a high RB2. And, I mean, other than that, that, that's about it for Chicago. I mean, Jimmy Graham, I'm not, I'm not going there. And then on the other side, I don't think Kenny G's coming back. I mean, God darn it. I need him. I hope he comes back for the fantasy postseason because he's killed me all season long. But without him, I mean, who are you starting in Detroit? I'm not starting Stafford in Chicago. If DeAndre Swift is back, I'd play him. But TJ Hawkinson, yes. Marvin Jones, no. Anybody else? I don't think so. 
So that's it. There's it, no it's no options. It's it's really Swift and Hawkinson, and that's it. I mean, some people might have to start Marvin Jones. Chicago's God defense bless is you. really tough at Soldier Field. Yeah, no doubt. If you got to start Marvin Jones, um, it's just it's, 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 your season's You're likely going to come to an end this week. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. You can go ahead and wrap that one up. Uh, New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks. This game is in Seattle. Seattle's a ten point favorite in this one. Mm-hmm. I think we all know what the situation in Seattle is. And and how to, and how they roll and stuff like that. But the Giants are playing some pretty decent football recently, Mike. Yeah, they are, man. And look, dude, Wayne Gallman, let's give him some props. He's a beast. This guy's yo. got a touchdown in five straight games, right? He's tied mm-hmm. for third in rushing touchdown since week eight. Third. I mean, it's crazy good, right? He's going to score again this week. Thirty-two percent touch share. Uh, I, I have him as a number two. I had him as a as a two flex last week. Seattle's given up 12 total touchdowns and nearly 25 fantasy points per game to running backs, and Gallman's getting most of the work there. So, like, outside of that, now if Daniel Jones were under center, and not that Daniel Jones has been any great shakes this season, but I'd have more confidence Sterling Shepard. I'd have more confidence no in Evan Ingram. I'd probably be playing Ingram regardless. But with Colt McCoy under center, eh, I don't know, man. That, uh, that, that, sort of, that sort of makes guys like Shepard and Ingram lose a little bit of their luster. I'm probably still playing Evan Ingram. But Sterling Shepard may be, might be a fade for me. And Seattle's defense is actually playing better lately. Like their last three games, they haven't been completely just awful. And Carson Wentz's stats got padded with that lucky-ass, you know, Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the game. But other than that, the Eagles didn't do much outside of yeah. Dallas Goddard. So I, I feel like I, I feel like the, Seattle's defense was, was, was historically wretched. Uh, earlier on in the season, but it's been better lately. I like their defense in fantasy this week too. And as for the Giants, like I said, man, maybe there's maybe there's two guys you can start with with confidence, including Gallman. You know, here's the thing, right? And in the people that know me and been listening to me broadcast for years, this is might trip you out. It might you might think this is real weird, Mike. Mm-hmm. But I love Colt McCoy, and I think that Colt McCoy has never really got a fair shot in the NFL. I think Colt McCoy is just as good, would have had a, just as good a career as his counterpart, Sam Bradford, if he would have been allowed to. Remember that concussion he had in Pittsburgh a couple of y'all years ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. His career went downhill after that. I, 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 And every time I see Colt McCoy, I'd be like, I'm telling you something. That one, at some point, Colt McCoy is going to have a game and make y'all say, wow, Colt McCoy can't play. But that might just be me. It might just be you. <laughs> I mean, you compared him to Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, God bless him, that guy made more money for playing, you know, mediocre football than anybody I know. Holy cow. When they, Sam when he Bradford that, is a very rich man. When he got that $20 million one-year contract from the Cardinals, I'm thinking, damn, I wish I was big enough and athletic enough to play quarterback. Yeah, no doubt, because Sam Bradford went and got that money and, and – you talk about the ski mask way. Oh, boy, speaking of ski mask, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers, Carson Wentz. Woo, you talking about somebody that's robbing an organization blind? Dude, Wentz is doing that right now. What happened to him? I mean, remember the year where he was an MVP candidate and then he went out uh, and he ended up blowing out his knee against the Rams? He was, I think he had 33 touchdown passes that year. I mean, he was tremendous. Now, I mean, he's barely startable in the 2QB league. I mean, geez, yeah. look, look at the numbers. I mean, What's crazy, Corey, is that he had almost 19 points last week, which is pretty good, but, like, he got lucky. And that's what you need. You need a miracle for Wentz to do anything. Uh, the Packers are giving up fewer than 17 points a game to quarterbacks. 
I, and Travis Fulgham's disappeared. He's droppable at this point. It he's sucks he's done. He had a really good three or four game stretch, but now I mean, you've got you've got you know Rieger's back, Alshon's back, Goddard's back, and now Ertz is coming back this week, and that's going to be interesting to see how he affects Goddard's value. I think Goddard's still going to be the top option there for Carson Wentz, so I'm going to continue to start him. Uh, that Miles Sanders, what the hell is going on with him the last two weeks? I will tell you this: this is a get right game for him. Green Bay's defense is terrible against the run. Just ask anybody who started David Montgomery last week and uh, and reaped the rewards of that. So stick with Sanders, and he may be the only startable eagle outside of Dallas Goddard. Outside of Goddard, this, yeah. This week for Green Bay, it's chalk. You, you know who you're starting. You're starting Rodgers. You're starting Adams. You're starting. Uh, you, you could you could roll with Lazard this week if you want to if you need to. Uh, Aaron Jones, although Aaron Jones lately hasn't been, hasn't been great. Hasn't I don't understand great. what's going on Still with that situation. The, Jamal Williams is a good player, man. And and remember remember earlier on in the season, we were like, oh, man, Aaron Jones, there's going to be touchdown regression. There's no way he's going to put up those numbers again. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's guaranteed to happen. All right, well, he started the season off, and he was putting up, he was putting up numbers. It looked like he was going to get back to that. But right now, we're going into week 13. He's got eight touchdowns. Eight. So I had said that if he got to 12, that would have been exceptional coming off a 19-touchdown season. He might not get to 12. We'll see. No, nah, it's going to be interesting. Um, He got a lot of those in the early part of the season. A lot But you of still them. see, yes. where, yeah, yeah, a lot of them came in the early part of the season. But you still see where Aaron Jones was definitely uh, worth the draft pick back in the month of August. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are we at? Patriots and Chargers. Right, yeah. Well, Cam, yeah, yeah, Cam's yeah. a bit banged up. I yep. think I, I, I think Cam's startable in two QB, obviously. In in redrafts, I, I don't the matchup's not even bad. Ellie's it's defense, not. Ellie's defense is banged up, man. It's not even a bad matchup. Like I could see Cam scoring 18 if he's if he's healthy, but keep tabs on that. James White's in play this week. I mean, he's yep. he's had 29 points the last two games. I don't like any of their receivers, uh, and by any of their receivers, uh, that means Jacoby Myers because they have really no one else. That's the only uh, one. I'm not rolling with Demir Bird at this point. So uh, I don't, I don't love him this week. I, I think, I think Damian Harris is startable as as a flex now on the LA side. Herbert, this is a bad matchup for Herbert, but I'm still probably playing him. He's a top ten quarterback for me. Uh, although this is one of the few weeks recently where I have Lamar Jackson ranked ahead of him, assuming he comes back from COVID, and we'll get to that game. But Herbert's the matchup's not great. Herbert didn't give you 17 last week, but I mean, heck, you can't score 25 every single week. Uh, Eckler came back. I, I love the reports last week that he was going to, you know, get eased back and like he had 25 Boom. touches. I mean, dude. Boom. I dude, mean, ease him back like that again this week. Love him. Love him. So, and again, New England's defense, it, it's tougher against the pass than it is against the run, uh, especially uh, lately. Uh, they have not been able to really do anything against running back. So, uh, this is kind of a chalk game for the Chargers, too. I mean, Hunter Henry's matchup's not great. Probably playing him. He's a top 10 option because the position is thin. Uh, Eckler's a must-start. Keenan Allen's a must-start. I don't know that I'm rolling with Mike Williams this week, though. So uh, that about covers the Chargers for you. And uh, Kalen Balage and Joshua Kelly, I mean, both of those guys are fades. Yeah, no, nah, I think that, that that's that's um yeah clear fades on those two right there. And the Broncos and Chargers contest, I mean, excuse me, the Broncos and Chiefs, mm-hmm. Chiefs big favorite in this one, almost a two touchdown favorite in this one. Um, what what are you, what is your thoughts on Sammy Watkins? Because he's a guy that I could throw in that flex for uh for Will Fuller as well. He's just a dart throw, man. He's just a all dart the time, throw. bro. That's all because you don't know who it's gonna be. 
you know, one week it's Watkins, one week it's it's Robinson. You know, one week, you know, it, it's 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 Hardman. I mean, you don't know. And then Byron Pringle jumps in there. I think he's hurt right now, though. But I mean, so so it's a dart throw. It, it has, it's an absolute dart throw. This game is also chalk. I do like Melvin Gordon this week. If Philip Lindsay can't play, he's got a knee. Kansas City's not good against the run. Like they they can't stop the run. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't tell people not to start Gordon this week. I think he's an RB two. And yeah. at wide receiver, there, I, I don't, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust Judy. I don't trust Noah Fant, Hamler, none of them. Unless this game goes shootout, which I mean, it's always possible against Kansas City. I, I don't have a good feeling about any of their pass catchers. So, I'm starting to see Judy pop up on waiver wires. Does he belong there? In some smaller leagues, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, people probably were soured about last week, but that wasn't his fault. They had a practice squad quarterback, uh, a practice squad wide receiver playing quarterback. But, I mean, when you look at the schedule, you got Carolina next week, okay? They can be tough against wide receivers at home. Then they got Buffalo, not a great matchup. Then you got at LA Chargers, which, I mean, their corners are pretty are pretty good. So, I mean, the schedule doesn't really line up for Judy to put up you know, great numbers. He's probably not on waiver wires in most leagues, but I can kind of see if that you're in a smaller league that, you know, he, uh, he ends up becoming a free agent. Cool. I just was curious, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, I don't think that the situation has been that terrible for him, but like you said, the quarterback situation, um, has not really been the best, but I've searched some people talking and that, that watched the Broncos and they, and they're like, he's open on every play. I've heard that earlier in the season too. Yes. Uh, Drew, Drew Locke is just not, he's not all that great. So, yeah, they're gonna uh, John Elway. John Elway is not has not done a good job with that organization as it pertains to quarterbacks ever since Peyton Manning left. It's it's crazy how they cannot get a quarterback in Denver. Yep. And you got to think Peyton Manning was a rental. So when have they really had their own? I guy? know. Well, th- who are they? Who are they brought in? Paxton Lynch, Joe Flacco. Yep. Now Drew Locke? It's not good, man. Not, not good. <laughs> Who's going to be next, Robert Griffin? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Right? I mean, it, it's it, it's been bad there. It's been bad in there. All right, so there you go, right there. Week thirteen is coming up. F- SI Fantasy Plus, you know, trying to get you through the rest of the season. You know, special on sale right now for the playoffs as we get ready to make that final push, Mike. And I kind of feel as if we got two games on Monday. We got a game on. You got another game on, I believe, Tuesday next week. So. You know, it's like week 13 is the never-ending week 13. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, and then you've got the Cowboys, of course. Uh, Jesus let's, Christ. Let's hope, let's hope that Lamar and Mark Andrews, you know, come off the COVID list here so we don't have to sit them not knowing if they're going to play. Because the NFL, uh, uh, boy, I mean, the Ravens have just been, you know, given the given the golden treatment here with, uh, with COVID. But... I, I just hope because Lamar's got a great matchup, and I mean the Cowboys' defense is terrible. So, uh, and, and we're going to talk about that game next week. But I will say this, folks: you're setting your lineups this week. If you can keep Zeke Elliott out of your lineup, I would do it. I hate to say it, I have I have said sit him twice this year. Both times he's been wretched, and I'm saying do it again. The offensive line is shot to hell. He's had one good game since Dak got hurt. One. He's had four games with single-digit points. I know he's Zeke yep. Elliott. I know you drafted him third overall. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. You want to win? Zeke is a flex at best. 
at best. That, exactly. When you drafted him third overall, that was back in August. We in December now, and and uh, guess what? Things have changed. So there you go, right there. No Dak Prescott, like you said, the numbers have not been there for Ezekiel Elliott. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, like a lot of these teams are not even even in playoff contention right now, Mike. Yeah. No, I know. I so I I really do hope that at some point the Cowboys just put Zeke on the shelf and let Tony Pollard run. Maybe you know over the last like two or three weeks of the season. I don't know if it's going to happen, but after the Cowboys get whipped by the Ravens this week uh, or next week, as it were, because of the schedule. And then, and the Cowboys have like, I would say you never know with the NFC East games because we have Philly and the Giants still uh, up in week 16 and 17. The only, the only game where I feel like confident we could win is in Cincinnati in a revenge game for Andy Dalton. That's it. Yep. And we may lose that game too. And I say we because sorry, I've been a Cowboys fan for forty years, so it happens. I, I, I it tends to slip out sometime too. Always for me. Um, I would not be here if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's how the <laughs> that's how the love affair with sports started. But yep, yep. right now, it's not where we're on. We're on. We're on the ice. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> the relationship man, that's is right. on the rocks right now. All right, for my man, Michael Fabiano, I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. Thanks for checking out the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.